1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, do you know about Secret Menu? It's the subscription tier of the A Thing or Two newsletter that goes deep. Shopping guides, market roundups, answers to reader questions, and a whole bunch of resources we swear by. Secret Menu subscribers receive an exclusive newsletter every Thursday and access to an archive of all of our content, even Monday newsletters dating back to 2012. It's 4 bucks a month and you can cancel anytime. Sign up at athingortwohq.com. 2 HQ.com. Okay, here's the show.
1: Welcome to A Thing or Two, deep dive into stuff we
0: think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to athingor2hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will give you weekly access to
1: members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at athingor2hq. There was something that I wanted to talk about when we were talking about the Midwest, and I left it out. But I'm glad that it's getting its own. You couldn't leave it on the cutting room floor. It was too important. Well, and to be fair, it doesn't really have that much to do with the Midwest. It just (laughs) happened to me in Minnesota.
0: It just took place.
1: I actually don't know whether to blame or credit the Midwest with this. So we'll just leave. We'll just leave it neutral. I went out to dinner at a restaurant called Hazelwood Food and Drink, and it was classic sort of tavern style food. But the, was, the name says it. The name yeah. says it. Hazelwood yeah. food and drink. Mm-hmm. This is what we have. We have food and we have drink. <laughs> and they had a pizza section. Sure. And in very small writing, almost as if they weren't sure they wanted you to see it, underneath the pizza section, it said skinny option, skinny in quotes, for all pizzas. Hole in the center, parenthetical, less dough equals less carbs, salad mounted up in the center. Honestly, I absolutely love salad on top of a pizza. It's one of my favorite things. So I was thrilled to have the option. I do too. It's so good. Well, so first I was thrilled because I thought I hope that this is something that's just going to be happening more because I think pizza is the perfect vessel for a salad.
0: It's great. Do you like it? when there's pizza on the menu that includes salad on top? Or do you like putting salad on top of any old pizza that you order?
1: Well, the only other time I've been offered salad on top of a pizza is really just when they offer you what is basically a margarita with arugula on top. Yes. In which case I like it, especially if there's some balsamic on it. But I've never just been given the option. Because the other thing about the skinny option, by the way, is you can pick from a Greek or a Caesar. So it's an actual salad. It's not just lettuce. It's not not just like like a tossed green. Yeah, exactly. But I do, especially if we're eating frozen pizza for dinner, I will make a salad and put it on top because I think it makes a mediocre pizza better. So I was thrilled about this. I- was like, yes, I'm meeting you here. However, we have to talk about the hole in the center of the pizza and the idea that that is part of what's being marketed as it being a skinny option.
0: I mean, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you eat less pizza, which is basically (laughs) what this idea is. Yeah. You are eating less dough. You could. (laughs) Like, it obviously immediately You calls, could just take a... Here's the thing with pizza. You can just take a smaller <laughs> piece of pizza. You know what I mean? Like, it's already a thing where you can control the portions. It's not
1: like a hoagie or something. I don't well, know. Well, I, but
0: you can control that portion. I don't know. This is a know. great
1: test where you enter your critique of the scooped out pizza because that is not where my mind went at all. Because my critique was just immediately... It's not a scooped-out bagel. It's not the same thing, but that's clearly no. what you're trying to do. Yeah. Stop trying to make the scooped-out bagel a bigger movement than the scooped out bagel might be. Everything about this concept, even just calling the pizza skinny, the fact that we're, that we're pitching less carbs as a thing. It's very 90s. It's very early on. Sackwellian. It's it felt very dangerous. <laughs> and yeah. the salad on top of the pizza somehow improves the nutritional it, quality of not the pizza. Even you're still really eating the pizza.
0: Claire, it's not even really on pizza. <laughs> no, you're right. It's in it's the scooped in the, out center. It's in the se- the empty center. It's but in the empty center. I have to
1: say, yeah, what they scooped out, it feels like they maybe put a shot glass in the middle of the pizza and just, you know, took out that much. Oh, it like was such a small amount. Much. But you, yeah. wait, you had this. Oh, yeah. As I said, I love a salad on top of a pizza. Okay, I was obviously yeah. going to order it. I don't. But uh, when you're eating the pizza, two things. One, it just sort of feels like a toddler took a bite out of the end of your slice of pizza. That's how much is missing. But two, it compromises the structural integrity of the pizza such that it's much harder to keep your salad on top of the pizza. Like part of what works about a salad on a pizza is you you fold it. You You turn it into a taco. Of course. And it was harder without a point. It was way harder without a point. They need to rethink this entirely. I think that they're on to trapezoid something. all of a sudden, <laughs> yes. and that wasn't what you were trying to work with. You're picturing it right in that the p- the salad is not actually on top of the pizza, it's in the empty, the negative space in the middle. Yeah. And I just felt like these people are onto something, but their approach is entirely wrong. The marketing is wrong. All of it is wrong. If Hazelwood and Food and Drink wants to contact me, I actually think that they could own this concept. I just think we need to
0: rebrand. It makes me think of when you were talking about the shot glass. Mm -hmm. Do you make egg and toast?
1: Not. No, I don't trust myself. Again, there's structural integrity involved. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm familiar with the concept. I'm sure I've tried in the past and ended up with something kind of gross. We make egg and toast pretty
0: regularly in my house. And I guess you could call it like a skinny bacon, a sco- egg and cheese. Scooped out egg sandwich, Wait, I guess. It's so, so good. It. That's what you'd call it. OK, so Thomas is typically in okay. charge of making these. So Thomas is a bit advanced because sometimes he cuts hearts out of the center of the oh, bread. Wow.
1: Yeah. Just but- freehand or with a heart cookie cutter?
0: Oh, yeah, freehand, Claire. (laughs)
1: Freehand.
0: You've seen this man's artistic skills. They're superior. Superior. But, you know, he cuts it out with a knife, otherwise, like Uh a circle with a knife. He grills bread before cracking the egg in it, flips the bread, and then cracks the egg in it. He doesn't crack the egg until the second side is toasting. Okay. okay. And then sometimes if the egg needs help setting on top, we'll, you know, put a lid over it and okay. Okay. set. That makes a difference in terms of timing. So there's less like flipping of the egg in the bread.
1: I guess this does raise the question for me. What Please. is the appeal of the egg? in the toast versus just egg and toast? Is it less dough equals less carbs? Is it,
0: (laughs) is it quote skinny? No, it is that you're getting like the right, you're getting good proportions of egg and bread all together at the same time. Okay, okay. And you don't, and you know what else is important? The egg doesn't splay. Yeah, 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 that AC. And I don't love, Mm-hmm. Display unless you get really crispy edges, which is something else, right? Is, you know, yeah. Um, I've also otherwise eaten, I'd
1: like it contained. I have eaten your husband's eggs, and they are also superior. He does Thank a you. great fried egg. He's Thank very so good much. at it. The precise, you know, you don't eat gluten, so bagels aren't a big part of your life. But are you a scooped out bagel person have, now or ever?
0: No, but I have a lot of I have a lot of things to say about scooped out bagels. I did a little digging into this.
1: So my experience with scooped out bagels—the first time I ever
0: encountered them was when I moved to New York and I lived above of a bakery called Hot and Crusty.
1: And this is 2005, right? 2005. Okay. This is your first encounter. See, I wouldn't have been able to date my first encounter with the Scooped Up because It feels right in our culture. It, the bakery being called Hot and Crusty feels really core, you know, well, that? To the experience. Yeah, that. Yeah. That's like a New York institution, right? Hot and Crusty? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's
0: one of those names where you just become so accustomed to it that you never think about it. And then you say it <laughs> and you think about it and you're like, that is a really specific and weird bakery name. <laughs> hot and Crusty. Okay. 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 Yeah. I never thought about it. No, I just, it's Hot and Crusty. <laughs> you of course. accepted it. Yeah. You accepted yeah. it as, yeah, part of the culture. Yeah. And, I was just I had never considered that you could eat a bagel without its insides. So basically a scooped out bagel, if you if you are uninitiated, is scooping the soft interior the soft of a
1: bangle. Yeah, soft middle. Leaving a moat. So here's my question, because this is making me realize I actually never have had a scooped out bagel. You don't fill that entire moat with cream cheese, right? You just do a thin layer. <laughs> OK, so here's here's the okay. question. So.
0: I was talking about scooped out bagels last night at a birthday dinner and everybody at the table was discussing the, the scooped out bagel and was like, ooh, disgusting. I don't want anything to do with that. Who would do that? What's wrong with them, blah, blah, blah. One of the women there was like very sheepishly, like I do it. And and her boyfriend was like, no, it's like a, it was a huge thing when we started dating. I was like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Can I date a person yeah. like this? Uh-huh, like how question. could you? Yeah. And she was like, the thing is with a bagel, especially a New York bagel, you put toppings inside and then everything starts slip sliding. Yes. The, the cream cheese creates this surface yes. and you have locks on there. And what's more slippery than locks? Add a tomato? Oh, great. Perfect. I think we that just have... makes total
1: sense. Yeah. I
0: am with her. Th- this woman also mm-hmm. said that she went to Russ and Daughters recently mm-hmm. and sheepishly ordered her scooped out bagel and the like... Was a little bit petrified with fear of like, is this like the ultimate embarrassment?
1: And the guy serving her was like, no, see you. I also am a scooped out bagel bro. If you're putting a whole bunch of stuff on there, this actually makes a lot of sense. Because I've also never been a bagel sandwich person for this reason. Everything just squeezes right out. I've always got to do an open (sighs) feast. I think that's exactly
0: it. The New York Post has written multiple stories. They are extremely anti-scooped out bagels, as I'm sure you're shocked to hear. These are the
1: same people who dragged Cynthia Nixon for her bagel order, I believe. Yes. So they just have really strong feelings about Yeah.
0: Okay, so for one, their first article in 2010 was carb counting New Yorkers demanding inside of bagels, quote, scooped out. And the first line of the article is, the New York bagel isn't dying. It's just wounded. <laughs>
1: As if anybody had said that the New York bagel was dying. (laughs) No one ever made that argument.
0: Uh, And then in 2016, they took things further. Bagel scoopers are ruining NYC. Few things inspire more passionate disdain among New Yorkers. Bagel scoopers are lumped in with people who eat their pizza with a fork or wear flip-flops on the subway. Part of the anger is aimed at the literal... Gutting of a food New Yorkers regard with beatific pride. Part of it is the waste involved. All scoopings go directly into the trash.
1: Part of it is absolutely not the waste involved. That nobody's, that's not what anybody's upset about. <laughs> no, no.
0: It's its just like very Seinfeldian rage. It's like M&M's with a spoon anger over here. <laughs> this also made me think, can you critique the scooped out bagel when in fact the bagel is already a bit scooped out? It has a hole in it. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Like the bagel's the same shape as the pizza, as the skinny pizza, <laughs> just on a
1: smaller scale. It's true. It's true. This is, these things are more closely related than anybody I think would have considered. At some point, I watched probably some Sesame Street special about how, how and why bagels get made the way they do. And I feel like there is some explanation for the hole in the middle. Besides, you know, less carbs, less dough equals less carbs. <laughs> I think but it's
0: that, so it can get that crust, that more yeah. surface area gives mm-hmm. you that better crust, more yeah. e- even cooking. Yeah, it makes but, sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have, have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I am willing to continue it at wherever it goes. Wherever it goes. Thank you so
0: much to Shopify for sponsoring today's show. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling induction stoves or custom gibbets, Shopify simplifies selling online and in-person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills or design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help with an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success
1: every step of the way. We have told this story before, but we were on Shopify for the entire lifetime of, of a kind, like from the day we launched November 17th, 2010 to the day we closed up shop on November 1, 2019. And it served us the entire way. And I have to say it's even better now. I've noticed from people who are using it, it's better now than it was when we were using it. And it was one of those things where when we launched our company, we just did not have tech expertise. That was not our beat. And... People were like, you gotta build a custom thing, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. That used to be the thing. People used to be like,
0: build a custom shopping cart. What in the world? We don't need to do that anymore. We don't need to have that conversation.
1: No, and thank God we didn't because Shopify served us fine. And our thought was like, we'll just start there. And then if we need to build something custom, eventually we will. And guess what? We never needed to build anything custom. And very and guess what few huge companies do. <laughs> now yeah.
0: don't need to build anything custom.
1: Seriously. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash a thing or two, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash a thing or two.
0: Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bomber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures.
2: And by the time we're done, you're going to love me.
1: I guess I would just like to make sure that my bigger point doesn't get lost, which is please more salad on pizza. But you don't have to cut out a hole in the middle to do it because that was just simply absurd. Holes in the middle are optional. <laughs> Holes in the middle are optional. But like, let's po- put a cob salad on, put a chopped salad on. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Okay, wait, we're going to break on our guest. We're not going to talk about scooping out the entire time. Mm -hmm. Today, we have Laken Carlton joining us. She's an LA-based, Dallas-born stylist who's all about education and thoughtful consumption and obviously fashion. She does both virtual and in-person styling sessions, and she writes the fantastic newsletter True Style on topics like do capsule wardrobes work and how to break free of fast fashion spell.
1: Hi, Laken. We're so excited to meet you. We have been following your newsletter forever. Yay, I've been following you guys for a bit as well. What mutual love. Newsletter just really, friendship. Newsletter, newsletter friendship. friendship. <laughs> I just really appreciate a well written, thoughtful, but firm. Piece of styling advice. Yeah, firm. You're not cutting people too much slack,
0: you know, like the right amount of slack, but not too much. Yeah,
2: I like to say, like, I like to meet people where they're at. But at the Uh same time, Mm. as someone who is a recovered fast fashion addict and had to get Mm -hmm. really firm with myself, Mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, there's a reason that I'm here. There's a reason that you're reading what I say. So I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to play games. It's really good. Get styling.
1: Get wearing your clothes. What are
2: you even here for? What are you even
1: here for? (laughs) That's right. You know what you were writing about recently that really spoke to me was Mm -hmm. don't just get rid of the clothes that are not working. You have to figure out why they're not working. You're going to keep making the same mistake. This was a light bulb moment for (laughs) me. Don't just (laughs) break up with the person. Make
0: sure that you don't date the same person again.
1: (laughs) Right. Figure out why you keep making this mistake.
2: Yeah. So... When it comes to that, I recently went through a bunch of like body changes. And Mm -hmm. so I had to go through my wardrobe and sort of replace things and upgrade things that don't fit. So as I'm, I'm not just saying like, oh, this is a size six. I can't wear that anymore. Mm -hmm. I will try to try it on. And -hmm. if it doesn't fit, I say, okay, maybe I should go up a size. Do I actually like this enough to replace it? Do I need something completely different? Is this style even going to work for me moving forward? It's all of these things that you kind of have to, you really have to consider because otherwise you're going to end up buying the same thing that sucks or that doesn't work or you're going to get stuck in this cycle of buying things and, oh, that doesn't work. This must not work. But it's like it could work. Maybe if you just Mm -hmm. stop and thought about it instead Mm -hmm. of just like, no, on to the next thing. I'm always trying to encourage people to sort of think (laughs) just Think yes. about your
0: purchase
1: yet. <laughs>
2: That's my number. Every piece of advice I have
0: probably boils down to just think. Yes. Yes. When you talk about figure out if something works or doesn't work, how does a person determine if something works or doesn't work? So number one is always to try things on. I always tell people,
2: take a day out of your calendar, put on some music, And just try your stuff on. You have a pile of stuff that you're like not sure about. Try it on and see how it looks on you. If it doesn't feel good, if you don't like the way it looks, then it doesn't work. But if you do like the way it looks and you are able to style it and figure out how to wear it and you have somewhere to wear it, then maybe you don't need to get rid of it so soon. Maybe you just were sort of in your head about, oh, well, I don't have anything that goes with this. Maybe you do. Maybe it does work. But it really all comes down to you and how you feel. Even if it does look good on you, it doesn't mean you like it.
1: Yes. I love this this piece of advice about doing that, taking the time out and don't just do it when you have an hour to get ready for a date mm-hmm. or an event or whatever, but actually take the time separately to try on the clothes in your closet and figure out what looks good because we all know there is nothing worse than sweating and freaking out and having this giant <laughs> pile of clothes on the floor because you have five minutes to get somewhere and nothing is working. You forgot and the it- stomping your feet part. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Stomping your feet. It's awful. The crying, the thinking of canceling. (laughs) Yeah. Do I need to go?
2: Do I care?
1: No, it's just like, just take the time. Consider it part of your, you know, hygiene routine to just once every so often. Let's Mm -hmm. say once a season. Try on stuff in your closet and figure out what's working and what's not. And it's, it's.
2: Also, and even beyond just like trying it on, try and style things, try and put things together so that when you are running late for that date or for that meeting, then you know, okay, I put this on the other day. That looked really good. Let me try it on and let's go. So that it's not just like you default to something that you've mm-hmm. worn a billion times and then you go and you're like, oh, I could have done better. That's There's nothing worse than getting to an event and being like, oh, I could have done better.
1: Oh yeah, this <laughs> is <least> for me. <laughs> I'm with you. I am with you. How did you get into this? How did you recover from fast fashion? So, when
2: I moved to LA from Chicago in 2015, I had enough money in my bank account for my first and last month's rent in a room and like 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And with some of that money had gone towards shipping all my clothes ahead. I sent what I could in a suitcase. It was May. So it wasn't, you know, I could just throw in my summer stuff. And then I shipped ahead all my jackets and everything. It was two boxes and they both weighed 45 pounds, which is a lot of clothing. Mm -hmm. And neither of them made it. (gasps) Neither of them got to me. No. So I have still 200 bucks. And I didn't know that LA got cold at night. So for one, I didn't have any jackets. And I didn't have anything. So I was like, well, you know, we don't have Akira here, which is where I shopped in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Specifically. So, okay, what do I need and where should I look? Well, I should replace the stuff that was in my box. So I sat down, I love making lists and I started making a list. I literally could think of like maybe three things that were in those boxes. That's mm-hmm. something like I spent all that money to ship my clothes ahead, and you had ninety I pounds didn't of even get. Yeah, and I don't even know mm. what was in those boxes beyond like mm-hmm. a coat and some boots that I definitely don't need right now in right. May in LA. And it just kind of made me think, okay, how am I going to build a wardrobe from here? How am I going to? Because I, you know, I hit the ground running when I came to LA. I was going to interviews. I started out in costume design. So I was going to interviews. I was going to parties, you know, and I was young and I was 22. So I was ended up at all these like mansion parties and clubs and everything. And I was like, I had like three things to wear. (laughs) So I'm like, how am I going to build and start my wardrobe? I had already been working as a stylist, but it was very much like, you know, events and one-off things. So that was when I sort of started thinking what do you actually need to do to build a wardrobe from scratch? Mm-hmm. And that
0: let me to here. Do you have any sort of bite-sized pieces of wisdom for people who are looking to get a handle on their wardrobe and maybe not fully from scratch, but like have a, a bit of a clean slate? My
2: first piece of advice, because you can ask somebody a million times, what do you like? What colors do you like? Who are you inspired by? And not everybody can think of something. So figure out what you don't like first and then go from there. Why don't you like Mm -hmm. that? What's what's the opposite? What? Okay, you don't like I don't like visible zippers on dresses, especially going out dresses. Okay, so what kind of going out dresses do I like? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you'll find, especially if you have very strong feelings about what you don't like, like I do, you'll find in that you will figure out what you do like. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of how you move forward. You also figure out what to avoid overall. Right. Because I feel like so many people are very good at buying things that they like a little bit, but they don't realize that there's little details that makes those things not actually work for them Mm. overall or in the long run. And of course, all my advice boils down to just like think about it. Think about it for a few, Mm -hmm. a few extra minutes. I'll think about a clothing purchase for months. Yes. And it has to be on my mind. It has to be one of those things where like I'm getting dressed. and I'm like, you know, this would be really great if I had like some white boots. And I have to keep doing that. And I have to keep thinking mm-hmm. that. I keep thinking it until finally like, OK,
1: let's find some white boots. And then, you know, spend a couple more weeks finding the perfect white boots. How do you work with clients? Because you do you do one off Zoom calls with people, right? So somebody could and in a person. With you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like?
2: So I always start with I called it my 21 question system when I first started, but you know, there's always those people who you kind of have to really coax information out of. So I think my 21 questions are now about 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite mm-hmm. questions to ask is always, what do you think is your biggest step in between now and what you want to look like? And I get all mm-hmm. kinds of answers to that, which is, yeah. which is why I yeah, love it. What answer, kind of answers do you get to point. that? Sometimes it'll just be, you know what? I should wear more jewelry. Or I should wear more color, or sometimes it's more vague, like I should be more self assured, or I need a uniform, things like that. It's 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 all over the place. Sometimes there isn't an answer yet, and then we have to have a second session. And I say, did you think about it? We can't go through your wardrobe without knowing where we want your wardrobe to be, right? So it's always got to be in that order.
1: God, that's so helpful someone who's who's keeping you honest based on what your bigger <laughs> goals are and how your closet does or does not align. Yeah.
2: With. You can't tell me like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to have like a Rick Owens, Yoshi Yamamoto vibe. And we're all black all the time. It's like, OK, why do you have tropical prints in your closet? Mm hmm.
0: But if so Rick Owens wants nothing to do with <laughs> tropical prints. Absolutely not.
2: You can't <laughs> dye it black or gray or somehow white what is it? What is it doing? In it? Yeah. Why did you buy that? That's my favorite thing to ask people. And they're like, oh my God, I feel so attacked. I'm like, well, <laughs> tell me. I'm not. It's not in my case. There's no rhetorical questions in, the, in my yeah. sessions. I'm not like, oh my God, why did you buy that? I'm like, no. Tell, tell me. me. Spell yeah. it out. Break it down. Walk yeah. me through this decision. Why did you buy it? and Why would you not buy it again? Why should you not buy it again? Or why should you maybe buy it again? Who knows?
1: Lake and I'm dying to know your thingies. Telling so, okay, so
2: because they are doing construction in my apartment, mm-hmm. I have a puppy and I don't want to leave her here. Duh. Mm-hmm. But There's at least two near me. This cafe called Muddy Paws. Oh. And they are dog-friendly cafes. They have a little patio in the back. The location that I like has a dog park.
1: These in are the in Los Angeles? Wow, this is of course. I don't even know why I asked. Yeah, of of course. course, what what other place has this? This is incredible. There's a little boutique attached that has little
2: independent brands and little cute things. So you can like come in and get your coffee and hang out with your dog. They can go run around in the park while you work. The one that's closest to me is literally just like bar, you know, coffee bar, and then like just a little pathway right this out is to smart. the patio.
0: It's a place for people smart. with dogs to get coffee. Right. While
2: they're taking their dogs out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the other one that I really like that has a really big park and everything is close to a lot of my favorite like vintage stores. There's this place Curatorial Department that I adore. It's where I got this Yoji Yamamoto shirt, which was which is to this day the most expensive thing that I own and now I just like <laughs> wear it around the house. Perfect. Great. Good.
1: Where are yes. your things? Where are your things? It's great. They have great coffee and I can take my little my little puppy. This really jives with my sense of L.A. dog culture, which just feels like a, a different breed, shall we say, to be punny about it. <laughs> I was I was there over the holidays and at some point hiked up Runyon Canyon, which I'd never done before and was just amazed at the ratio of dogs to people. Yeah. Truly three dogs for every person. Mm-hmm. Then passed an advertisement on the path for country dog ranch tagline where it's a dog's world which and they just have a giant photo of the most beautiful pool you've ever seen with a waterfall and it's all dogs swimming in the pool i'd love
2: that my dog would hate
1: that People go for it. <laughs> your dog it in would LA hate it. Your
2: dog I mean, does not like that. It. She if your dog wants a couch, cat cafe. Yeah. yeah. If there's <clears> not <throat> a couch and a nice blanket for her to just like put her little nose under, she does not want to be there.
1: You know what? It sounds like your dog her speed would be more Vanderpump dogs. Am I right? Have you been? I have not. I okay. have a very deep
2: I have beef with Vanderpump mm. Dogs. Tell me everything. I just feel like why wouldn't you name it Vanderpups?
0: Yeah. Yes. Great. Yes, that is perfect reason to have beef. Perfect reason. Yep. Poor naming. Poor naming is no. That's an absolute perfect that. reason to have beef. No, but I love Lisa Vanderpump. I go to her restaurants all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, good. My last night in LA, somebody invited me to Schwartz and Sandy's, and I couldn't go because I had to go pack, and I was oh. really disappointed. But I was like, next time. Erica gifted me one year for my birthday a gift certificate to Sir, Ugh. and that's you know one of the best dates my husband and I have ever been on. Can we have another thingy? Yes. So my robe you guys saw
2: it. It is a splurge. It's by this brand called Bow of London and they just have these or bone BOWN. Mm. They have these super colorful, super soft robes. Very luxurious feeling. They have like short ones and long ones and uh, I I spent
1: days narrowing down which robe choice. They have everything. Dressing robes and bathrobes and smoking jackets. Very British. Very British. Very British. Very British. Oh, yeah, they have, oh, they have a really strong stripe. Mm-hmm. I'm liking the stripe situation they have going on here. Okay. I might get another. That'll be the one I, I make TikToks in. The that'll be the one. That'll be the one.
2: That'll be it. I like it to be long. Mm-hmm. It has to, I don't like a short robe. It needs to be soft. I need to be able to put it on right after a shower mm-hmm. because that's mostly why i'm getting it it needs to be able to like yeah. absorb and you know it needs to have a hood because mm. what are you I doing with bald? that hood well i am bald i need okay i need to cover my head sometimes i might okay. okay. be warm and cozy yeah,
0: yeah okay. i yeah. just
2: want to be able to mm, <laughs> just like yeah yep. it needs to be and it needs to have a good tie that's like you know, not too bulky. I
1: don't know. That's never usually that's never something I can like pick, but if I did The thing that the thing that Eric and I are always going on about why are why are the ties not sewn to the robe more often? Because the worst is when they get separated and yes. you can't find the thing and or they're just falling off the hook or whatever. Mm-hmm. They should just always be sewn on. No, I agree. I agree. It should be What right do you there need in the to separate scenes? them for?
0: how do you feel about a lightweight cotton robe? Like basically I had been, had a thick Terry robe for a while. Mm -hmm. And then Claire and I both have robes from block shop that are knit. They're like a, a a cut and sew Mm -hmm. cotton robe and I love it so much. It just feels so breezy. It feels like the kind of like hangout robe Mm -hmm. to the point where my husband got jealous that he doesn't have a hangout robe and so I
1: bought him one for our anniversary. Second question, in what scenario are you hanging out in this robe? Oh, these
0: are cute. Okay. And are you
1: wearing pajamas under it?
0: No pajamas under it. Okay. Underpants? Okay. Underpants maybe. Um, okay. But like showering... And then okay, it's like yeah. a
1: weekend morning,
0: maybe, and not feeling right. like getting dressed and being like, "What is? To, what are we even going to do today? What clothes am I even putting on? What's yes, the story yes, yes. here?" Okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like a robe in that context, and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't. I don't necessarily like making breakfast or whatever in a big terry cloth robe. It feels like a lot yeah. to navigate mm-hmm. in, and this mm-hmm. this does it for me. So okay. this is this robe from. It's called the Ulysses robe, and it is from this hotel brand called. At, or this hotel design firm called Ash. And it is this block printed cotton fabric with flamingos on it. And there's a pink one, but there's also a green one and a yellow one and a blue one. And I got them the blue. Mm. So I haven't made it to warm weather with my robe yet. I got it for okay.
2: myself for Christmas. Yeah. So probably when it gets warmer, I will be looking for the lightweight cotton. But honestly, when it's too warm. I'm more of a big T-shirt girl. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Do you have preferred big T-shirts? I have. So my favorite movie of all time is Jurassic Park.
0: Mm-hmm. Love. Go
2: on. And I have an oversized Jurassic Park T-shirt. It's the it's the one like where it's in with, Japanese. Yeah, with a logo. So good. And I just wear that around the house. Or I just got. I'm gonna wear this one for my birthday. But it is I just thrifted this shirt that was Michael Myers and it says 30 years of terror. And I'm gonna Excellent. wear it because my birthday is my
0: it's my 30th. Claire, I was telling you recently that I read a romance novel called mm-hmm. Georgie All Along mm-hmm. and she wears what she calls a soap opera robe in oh, various scenes. A and it's like robe. very silk dressing gown I energy. Love that. This That's this should be the robe. Yeah.
2: Like a sexy, a sexy silk satin one for kind yes.
1: of... Do you have another thingy for us? I yeah. think I do actually have one more thingy. Yes And I just thought about it.
2: This was another journey through Etsy. I still don't have a doormat. And when they're doing all this construction, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much dirt and everything coming into my house. So like, I want a doormat. I found a place to make a custom one. Love. And I had this great idea. It was either gonna say, place food here.
0: <laughs> or text, text me when you get here.
2: Isn't that great? It's so it's good. so good. Text me That's when you so get so right?
0: Don't knock. <laughs> I love this. And it's like a classic doormat look. It's like mm-hmm. the the like brown background, black mm-hmm. lettering, cla- mm-hmm. and like, yeah. Did you get to pick your font and everything?
2: Yeah. They gave. I think they had like two fonts, and then I could have put it like in the corner or whatever. I was like, no, let's go bold. Yes. It's a cute name too. It's called the matori on Etsy. Oh,
0: cute. Great. Great. I know. I know. They See, also, so much ba- See, this is why Vanderpup should have gotten your business. You know yes. what I mean? Like if they just did one more thing, if they yeah. just did one thing right. I would have loved to have been there with Lisa, <laughs> but she, <laughs> she, she committed
2: a crime and I just cannot. She Pretty passed understand. up. A
1: pun. Can't do that. Cardinal sin. <laughs> yeah. Cardinal sin. Yep. With you on this. <laughs> with you. Oh my gosh. Laken, this has been wonderful. Yes. This thank has you so much wonderful. for having me. We've
0: had so much fun having you. If you aren't getting Laken's newsletter, True Style, I don't know what you're doing. And, and for all of you who've been asking us about virtual and in-person styling sessions, this yes. is obviously your person. Reach out to her. That's the show.